You're listening to the Ag Watch Podcast. Senator, welcome to AgWatch. Governor, thank you for taking time to speak with us this morning. Secretary of Agriculture, United States Senator for Arkansas. He's the CEO of Ducks Unlimited. Where we dig deeper into the story to find the people and forces growing American agriculture. Mr. Secretary, farmers are in the fourth year of this downturn. You're the farmer, you tell me what you need. When is someone going to address these problems with flooding? You're still not answering the question, though. Hosted by Terry Simmons. President and CEO of USA Rice. He's the CEO a of farmer from Northeast Arkansas. He's a catfish farmer and row crop a farmer. and peanut grower a from Tennessee West Soybean and livestock grower producer. from the Missouri Boot Hill. Congressman, welcome to Ag Watch. Terry Simmons at the Horizon Ag Field Day uh, with Dr. Tim Walker, General Manager of Horizon Ag. Tim, we're here at your field day. Looks like you got a great turnout. For people that don't know, speak a little bit about what Horizon Ag is and about the history of your field day and partnerships that you have. Sure, Terry. Uh, we're very excited about the, today. We've had probably one of the largest crowds we've ever had at a field day. Uh, we're thankful for our partnerships uh, with the Wimpies uh, here at Mark Wimpy's farm, and uh, they work with us so generously each year. Uh, Horizon Ag is a partnership company. We partner with BASF. We have a license to multiply, market uh, the seed of the Clearfield uh, as well as now the new Provisia technology, which we're, we're very excited about. So here today, there's, uh, of course, been a lot of talk about Provisia, and this is really the first year a lot of people are uh, growing Provisia. Talk about uh, who's growing it, where it's growing, and kind of how it's been performing and things you've learned this year about the new system. Terry, we uh, have about three major pockets, I would say, of where our Provisia is being grown. Uh, Southwest Louisiana is one of our uh, pockets, and then far northeast Arkansas, and then some in south Arkansas. Uh, All of these areas probably have the worst um, um, situation with respect to weedy rice, the weedy rice complex. And so uh, those Provisia acres are on those acres that need it the most. And we are very excited about the performance that we're seeing with the Provisia system. The Provisia variety is called PVL01, and we applied the Provisia herbicide in two applications. And the the weed control has just been phenomenal, and it's doing exactly what we uh, thought it would do. Uh, want it to do and need it to do to be successful as another tool uh, for our rice industry. So anytime a new cropping system is brought to market, there's a pretty steep learning curve out in the field. Uh, What are some of the things that have been learned this year as Provisia has gone into wider spread plantings? So we'll break them down just a little bit. Agronomically, each variety has its own unique set of characteristics. And so there's been a little bit of a learning curve on managing this variety from an agronomic standpoint, nitrogen rates, seeding rates, those types of things. Um, This variety tillers uh, extremely well. And so our seeding rates will probably be be adjusted accordingly in our recommendations for the new year. Uh, Just learning the herbicide system. It is a graminicide um, and, and so there are, uh, can be tank mix problems, and so we've learned um, uh, more about what products can be tank mixed, what can't be tank mixed to uh, provide us the most uh, uh, effic- efficacy on that weedy rice uh, complex. That is the, 
the number one thing that we're going after with this system. So we don't want to do anything agronomically to jeopardize uh, the, uh, the the ability of this this system to control weeds. So those have been the two uh, major hurdles that we've had and, and sort of learning curve. Um, but all in all, uh, it's been great because the industry has partnered together to learn uh, about this tool and uh, I think it will pay dividends in the coming years as we can continue to grow market share with the Provisia technology. So I kind of have a two-part question for you next. First of all, I, I want to talk about <clears throat> in South Louisiana, and you said beginning this week in Texas, you've got some harvest numbers coming in. And I want to ask you a little bit about what kind of preliminary yield data you've got. But also, I want you to speak about something that you talked about at the introduction this morning about how it was the net profit that mattered and how important it was to look at that and kind of look just beyond uh, the raw yield numbers. So talk about those two things. So yeah, we're excited about the crop that's uh, being harvested in Texas and South Louisiana. Uh, we're seeing some 180 plus bushel rice on a lot of our clear field varieties. Uh, we're seeing you know some 160 plus bushel rice on some of our provisia. We, we knew going in uh, this year that our provisia variety uh, probably does not have the full genetic yield potential that our most advanced clearfield varieties, but that's not a comparison we really want to make. We want to compare what the Provisia technology does in those fields that really need it. And so those guys have been cutting, you know, 100 to 120 bushel in a lot of these severely infested fields. So the ability to go in and cut 150 plus bushel rice with Provisia as opposed to this 100 to 120 bushel wheaty rice is phenomenal. Uh, the other thing is, is the, the quality that it brings. The Provisia uh, variety, PVL01, has great quality. It's, it's export type quality, it's table rice. And so to, to eliminate the wheaty rice complex, but replace it with something that not only yields good, not only is gonna clean the field up, but has something that customers want, is just really uh, very, very good, a very good testament of, of this technology um, that we have. So we will talk a lot about net profit. Um, there are, in any given year, there's always gonna be a variety or hybrid that may you know, outperform uh, from a pure yield standpoint um, some of the varieties that we offer, and, and that's okay. Uh, we don't wanna get too caught up and straight across the board yield potential because there's so many other things uh, that go into it. Um, rice, unfortunately, sometimes is treated like a commodity, but it is a food crop. We are not feeding rice to cattle like we are corn and, and soybeans. We are feeding it to people. And so we can't uh, forget about uh, the end uh, the end consumer and, uh, and, and middle class continues to grow throughout the world. They have money to spend and they want to buy a good quality product. So we have to keep that in mind. The United States rice is priced is, is some of the highest in the world. And uh, so we can't sell rice to just anyone. They have to have the means to buy it. And those that do have the means to buy it want a good quality product. So as we're continuing to improve yields, we have to bring quality along with it. Um, and then also inputs. Our Clearfield varieties, our new varieties have the blast tolerance. So that's uh, an elimination of a, of a fungicide application. That's money in the farmer's pocket by not having to put that application out. Uh, the milling quality is premium, that we get premiums on milling quality. Most of our varieties are gonna mill 60 plus percent, which means 
um, rice uh, is going to get a premium when sold. A lot of our rice, if they will keep it separate, identity preserved, more and more con consumers are coming to the table now wanting to pay a premium for identity preserved rice. So all of these things go into our business plan of how to help the farmer be successful year in and year out. So you were speaking about stewardship and uh, always a concern. Uh, Clearfield Rice, of course, was a, a miracle system for a lot of places in the Delta and I guess all the rice-growing states. Uh, Provisia, new technology that we've got to be careful uh, with to certainly make it last. Talk about how the technology's been the last 20 years in Clearfield, the Provisia, and how important it is that we pre preserve these technologies. Absolutely. Clearfield's a, a great system, has been a good system for, for 20 years now. Um, the ones that continue to have success with the Clearfield system are those that took stewardship very seriously. They followed the label, uh, they rotated appropriately and all of those things. And so now they have a, they, they have a tool and we need tools. The agricultural industry across the board needs tools. Um, those that have not uh, are those that the Clearfield system no longer works or is not as good as it used to be. And a lot of those situations, unfortunately, um, the, the, the stewardship was not as good. And so um, I remind us that there's been almost 20 years since the launch of the first Clearfield to the launch of Provisia. It takes time to develop these tools, bring them to market. And what we want to do is have tools, have them viable for our industry for a long period of time. So if, if we go out there and take a, you know, a very short-term view and abuse the stewardship of Provisia, uh, then we're going to be left holding the bag, waiting for something else to come along. And again, it's been almost 20 years since something as exciting as Provisia has come along. So I just encourage our industry to get behind this product, to steward it right, to take a long-term approach uh, with these because working in tandem with Clearfield and Provisia and then other rotational crops like soybean, we can really have a, a viable system that works for us for a long time, but it's going to take us doing our part to manage this technology appropriately. Well, Dr. Tim Walker, thank you very much for sitting down with us today. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate your coverage and appreciate your support. You've been listening to the AgWatch podcast, where we dig deeper into the story to find the people and forces growing American agriculture.